All right. This is our last clip from the epic three-hour Kelsey Hightower distinguished gentleman Twitter space. And this comes right at the end, two hours and 40 minutes in. So you're probably one of the very few who actually listened back to it and caught the special parts. And this one is a special one to me because Kelsey is one of the most engaging and well-known tech speakers out there. And that's something I aspire to be someday. And he was asked a question about how he speaks and how do you get so good? How many talks did it take for you to become where you are? Like, you know, the way you present the talks, it's like they're, they're so amazing. Like, you know, even though they're so technical talk, anyone can um, listen to it and follow and enjoy all the presentations. So I, I just want to know, like, how many, um, yeah, how many talks did it take for you to um, be here? I have a question for you first. I know we've met and you had a keynote that you're working on. And I try to give you some advice about that keynote and how to make sure that you, the person, shines above the slides. So maybe tell me how the presentation is going, even if whether you've given it yet or not. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yes, of course. Uh, we we had a chat, and I know like you've uh, given me some kind of uh, advice. I've not presented yet, but I think uh, um, I've prepared. I'm there. So I can say that I'm just being me. I'm just trying to be my authentic self and um, sharing my own story. Um, so I think that's what is making me, I mean, that's what I'm trying to use to prepare my keynote. Um, because I'm sharing my um, my real story of mine, what I've gone through. And I just want to um, share what has helped me to inspire others. So I think that's what I'm um, trying to give Back, give back to the community of what I got um, so much from the community. I think that that's that's what helped me um, in preparing my keynote talk. Awesome. All right. So I'll, I don't know how many talks I've given. I don't know actually anymore. But I remember the first one, and the first one was in Atlanta, a Georgia Tech Python meetup. I was working in a financial services company, and I had just started learning Python. Um, and I was using that newfound skill to start converting some of their old COBOL mainframe jobs into Python. And so I'm learning Python, and I'm like, yo, I, I like this. And at the time, I was a system administrator that was really using Python as a replacement for Bash scripts. So I, at the time, I didn't consider myself a developer, even though I was start to write um, these batch processing jobs. We call them ETL jobs extract, trans, uh, transform, and load jobs in Python. And so I'm getting into this, and I was like, I don't know how good I am, and I don't, also don't really know what I should be learning next. And so me and my, one of my, my best friends to this day, uh, we went to a local meetup at Georgia Tech. And I was like, wow, Georgia Tech, this is where all the smart people are. And then they were giving these talks about Python. So we go, and we sit in the audience, and there's a guy, I believe his name is Brandon Rhodes, and I watched the speakers, and they did a pretty good job. But I was like, if they can do that, then I think I can too. And so what I did was I wanted to do a topic to show like that I belong there. I didn't want to just talk about something basic. I wanted to try to prove myself. And so I don't know why I did this topic like Python versus Haskell. Like I know Haskell. But it sounded real cool, and it sounded complicated enough to warrant being on the same stage as those other folks. I made all these slides. And I was comparing 
Python list comprehensions versus Haskell list comprehensions. And I really enjoyed preparing for that talk because it taught me more about Python and also exposed me to a different programming language. So I go up there and I remember I, I was doing like uh, each slide because I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable doing live demos at that time. But on each slide, I would have the command I ran or the code snippet and then how it ran and the output. And so I, I do my talk and someone's like, yo, I really like the fact that you put all the code there and you show the output like if you were to run the code. And I was like, oh, okay. So that feedback told me um, that part was cool. And I, other than that, I was just mimicking what they were doing, right? You have slides, you introduce yourself, and then you kind of be technically as accurate as you can and don't sway too far from the facts. And I would do these meetups for a while. i am be honest with you, I got tired of doing slides straight up. I was just like, I, I am not very artistic. A lot of work to do perfect slide decks. If you've ever given a talk, you'd be tweaking that slide deck forever. Right before you go on stage, you tweaking that slide deck. I said, let me try something different. And I dropped the speaker notes one time. Actually, in my talk, the first talk that I did at a public event was go, uh, PuppetConf 2012. And I didn't have any speaker notes. Sitting on stage like, oh my God, what the hell am I going to say? But it came to me. I'm just going to talk like I normally talk in front of my peers. And if a joke comes out, a joke comes out. I kind of know where the slides are, but I just took the speaker notes out and I actually learned that I have trouble pronouncing certain words. Uh, at that time, I was afraid of certain words because even though I got my tooth replaced, I had a tooth missing. And so when I would say certain words, come out weird because it turns out your teeth are really important in terms of how you speak. And so I would shy away from certain words altogether. And if I forgot to shy away from that word, I would say it anyway, and it would sound weird, especially when I would listen back. And so I was really nervous about that, but it turns out no one cared that I was saying the words wrong. It didn't matter anymore. So I was like, all right, I can actually say the words wrong and it will be fine. Look, I got my tooth fixed, but it turned out that no one was really paying attention to that. And over years I would meet different people and they would explain to me how they were there for me. I think Bridget from Microsoft, I remember she was the first person I think to show up at one of my talks, live tweet it. Every word I said, all the highlights, she made me feel like a rock star and I looked at her highlight reel and other people that did live tweets and they were really calling out the good parts. And so they're kind of training you. And so then I decided I wanted to speak in a way on stage like I felt at my desk. So as I'm preparing for a talk or learning a new technology and there is no talk involved, a lot of times I'm only speaking just in time. I'm not really a lot of talks, even though I get a lot of invitations these days. But when I'm on my laptop and I'm learning a new technology, and I get excited, that becomes the foundation for my talk. And the way I would explain it to like a colleague, I might call a friend and it's like, boy, have you seen Golang? No, I ain't seen it. Man, hey, log on real quick, I'm gonna share my screen. And I'll be like, let me show you something. I'm gonna compile on my Mac. You see, this is Mac OS, right? He'd be like, yeah, get to the point. I said, just make sure you understand we on Mac OS right now. I'm gonna build the app for Windows. He's like, you can do that? I was like, yeah. Go build something, something Windows. I said, you got your Windows desktop that you be gaming with? Yeah. Try this right now. I'm going to just send it to you. 
single binary. Do I got to install Go? I was like, nah, you ain't got to install Go. Just put it on the machine and run it. He's like, give me a second. And he ruffling papers, moving things over, download it and run it. And he was like, "Ooh, that's dope. I'm like, I know, right? So then when I go to a meetup and I'm talking about Golang, guess how I'm presenting? I'm presenting like that. That's how I'm coming with it. I'm bringing the same energy to the stage. So then I got real comfortable just like, I need to recreate the feeling, not just give y'all facts, not just be right, not just hold an opinion. I want you to actually feel something, like literally an emotional response. And if I do it right, and I've seen it, it was a KubeCon, and I was showing off this prototype I built. You know, I was contributing to Kubernetes, but it was time for me to take a step back. And I wanted to just show prototypes of what I wish I would see in the world. And I remember I'm doing this prototype of something, and uh, I knew, and look, there was probably 10,000 people in that audience. But I saw the one person because I recognized them because they got out of their seat and they left. I was like, man, it's talking that bad. No way, leaving? Maybe they got to go to the bathroom. But they left my talk, right? So I was like, I don't know how I'm feeling right now, but I got to stay focused because I'm on stage. And then, you know, after you give a talk, you got to check Twitter. You got to check your stats. Hopefully there's people saying nice things. I train myself to ignore the nonsense because you ain't going to make everybody happy. There have been some really great movies with terrible Rotten Tomato scores. So what am I to expect? But then I saw that person tweet, Kelsey ran this command, and I had a new idea that I had to leave the talk so I could work on it. That's how I knew I found my voice, and that's why I present the way I do. Seriously, if you haven't seen Kelsey do some talks, look for his Kubernetes and Tetris talk. I think that was a very famous one. But also he's done countless keynotes at Google Cloud and Kubernetes events. So check out one of those and be amazed and be inspired.